0: E.M. Board Bombs. Now, here's Doctors Iltafat Hussain and Blake Briggs. Alright, welcome back to another E.M. Board Bombs podcast where we help you study for boards But in reality we help you study for hashtag E.M. Life. One rapid podcast at a time. Life is short. Listen to E.M. Board
1: Bombs.
0: I'm Blake Briggs. And, and. Welcome back. To another Airborne Bombs podcast. Oh, and also, Doctor Hussein is here. Hey, man, that's messed up. Doctor Hussein, Doctor
1: Hussein is back from the outback. <laughs> I mean, how are you going to forget just like that? Yeah, you no know, we both worked a shift um, today. I don't, I don't think so. I don't it's think a so. Long day. We still give the people what they want. Welcome back from the outback, Doctor Hussein. Yeah, I'm excited to be back. Got some bug bites, mm-hmm. but other than that, I'm feeling pretty good.
0: Hmm. You may want to get checked for that. You could have a, a lot of illnesses. I went ahead and just
1: took Doxy, uh, just in case.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and that, that's a good choice. Thanks. Hey, for each 15 to 20-minute episode, you gain high-yield board knowledge. As we like to say, come for the stems, stay for the content. Dr. Hussein and I are so dedicated. We both did a shift today. But, as you said a minute ago,
1: we give the people what they want.
0: That's right. So, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, at EMBoardMoms. We're also on meta too. Let's delve into this topic. Let's dive in right now. Go. Do
1: it. So a 16-year-old male presents to your ED with nausea, vomiting, and diarrhea. Vitals are only remarkable for slight tachycardia. On the physical exam, you notice he is shockingly muscular. He's wearing a sleeveless shirt. Uh, We aren't allowed to use that slang word anymore, so we're just going to say sleeveless shirt. That shows off his bulging <laughs> biceps and pectoralis muscles. Is that how you say them? hmm He has a full plastic gallon, like one of those bottle, those, you know, those jugs with him. He says he carries it around with him so he can stay fully hydrated. He also has a whey protein shake with him. He just likes to stay on top of his protein. You assume he takes dietary supplements and you ask him if he added anything new to his regimen. He states he's getting ready for a weightlifting competition called, quote, pumping iron, end quote.
0: That's original. That is.
1: And in order to prepare, he ate two whole bottles of iron supplements called, quote, iron builder. That, that is an actual supplement, by the way, from GNC a few hours ago. You shake your head disapprovingly. Which of the following is the most common cause of death in this condition? Is it A, hypovolemic shock? Is it B, acute liver failure? Is it C, cardiogenic shock? Or is it D, respiratory failure?
0: Great answer here is going to be choice A, hypovolemic shock. Interesting question. Mm. We're going to talk about iron toxicity. Boom. This most often occurs in young children who accidentally or intentionally ingest supplements. But do you know what's more important than learning about iron toxicity?
1: Tell me more. EM Rapid Bombs. There you go. emrapidbombs.supercast.com. Check it out. We used to compare it to a social media site in <laughs> regards to the rapid learning that you get with it. You know, it's three to five minute episodes. Very quick, but... Um, uh, the social media site that we cannot name any longer uh, I don't think we can compare it to that anymore because it might not be around for a few more months so instead <laughs> uh, we will just say you should check out emrapidbombs.supercast.com 3 to 5 minute episodes we have more than 300 and how many ep- I mean, 35. we're like hitting almost 350 we're going to be at 400 by the end of this year we drop 2 to 3 episodes a week on EM Rapid Bombs, so check it out. It's a great way to just stay on top of learning. We've got premium subscribers all over the world. Thank you, everyone, for your support.
0: So it's essential to differentiate between elemental iron and total amount of iron within the supplement when you're talking about iron overdoses. Now, elemental iron is the form that results in toxicity. So the amount of elemental iron in each preparation, it varies depending on, like, the salt form of basically the supplement you don't have to memorize this ever you don't have to memorize which one has a concentration or what it doesn't matter just know that ferrous fumarate has the highest concentration of elemental iron in children however they're most likely to ingest ferrous sulfate and that's because these tablets look literally like candy yeah, I google mean, it right now you,
1: you should yeah i would just to say the same thing unless you're driving unless you're driving, unless you're driving. but yeah, don't do that yeah don't do that uh, unless uh, it's a tesla you could i'm just kidding okay no you, you yeah, hands on the wheel hands on the wheel um no, it, they literally look like candy. It's crazy. Yep.
0: Mm-hmm. They're also sugar coated, which makes it even worse. I mean, like,
1: you, you have to be <laughs> joking. Like, like, it, it's, I mean, we're not making that up really no, not. We're
0: not. No, we're not. Anyway, moderate symptoms occur up to an adjusted amount of 60 milligrams per kilogram. Ingesting more than this results in severe symptoms. So, the main mechanism of iron toxicity is free radical production caused by excessive free elemental iron and it results in widespread damage on a cellular level. At normal levels, elemental iron doesn't cause any toxicity because it's always bound to proteins within the body, such as transferrin and ferritin. But when it's maxed out, you know, super therapeutic doses, it's going to flow freely in the blood, and it's going to go to places that shouldn't go and cause really, really scary bad things to the patient with a high mortality rate. So let's talk about the presentation here. Iltafot, take that over and really kind of simplify this. There's some things that can yeah. get into the weeds, but we don't have to know that stuff.
1: We're really not going to get into those five clinical stages in detail. We're going to go through this pretty quickly. So, patients, they're going to typically present in the earlier stages. You know, through these stages, they may occur rapidly in cases of large ingestions. Importantly, the patient's clinical stage should be based on their symptoms and not. Time since ingestion. Let's repeat that one more time, right, Briggs? So, patients' clinical stage should be based on their symptoms and not time since ingestion. Symptoms typically start about, I'd say, like less than six hours post ingestion. There are five stages of iron toxicity. Again, not going to be tested on all this stuff. You don't need to memorize it. Just know that the most common cause of death is hypovolemic shock, that was one of the answer choices, right? The correct one, followed by acute liver failure. Key physical exam findings are these patients are going to be having worsening tachypnea due to metabolic acidosis, even potentially developing ARDS. They're going to have tachycardia. They're going to have abdominal tenderness, plus or minus vomiting, lethargy, and coma. A patient with possible iron ingestion who remains asymptomatic for six hours of observation has a very low chance of toxicity. That's why this patient that we presented, we clarified that it was less than six hours since their ingestion. Does that make sense, Briggs? Oh, yeah, totally. Totally. I, I'm really so, proud of that section because I feel like we summed down mm-hmm. all those stages and like everything. you Yeah, exactly. Yeah. In a pretty yeah. short kind of form telling you what you really need to know
0: that's what we excel at thank you if there was an olympic sport for telling people what they need to know ian boerbaums would win a gold medal every year
1: yeah i mean some might say we're like the pickleball of tennis <laughs> Yeah, you know, a little bit raucous yes yeah. a little bit a lot of fun a lot of oh, fun yeah. yeah if you know the sport if you yeah exactly
0: yeah if you know the sport Anyway, hey, diagnosis. Making the diagnosis requires a good history and physical, and that's because iron poisoning can resemble other illnesses, like you know all those gastroenteritis you sent home. Just kidding, just kidding. I'm sure <laughs> you did the right thing for the patient. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> I'm sure you oh, did a good a job. That freaks Getting out. yeah, getting the CT abdomen and pelvis, IV, and then the resi- your resident uh, puts down gastroenteritis <laughs> on the discharge report. <laughs> I love having that conversation with the residents anyway. <laughs> anyway, so, hey, the physician should ask EMS and family members about the presence of multivitamins and supplements within the home. If it's a child and their guardian is present, it's essential to ask whether the child could have obtained any supplements. You know, if they're placed out of reach, where are they? What are they? You know, or what medicine cabinet uh, stuff is in there? A telephone survey showed that only one third of guardians kept iron supplements in places unreachable by children, which is a little frightening. Yeah,
1: and it honestly, kind of makes sense because a lot of folks need mm-hmm. iron supplementation, and right. they think it's very benign.
0: Exactly right. They think it's a supplement or just a vitamin. As usual, you're doing a general talks workup, which includes you know asking family members or EMS about other home medications, as well as prescriptions in the household, calling the patient's pharmacy or any. Helpful EMR retrieving tricks can pay dividends. And the common tox test you're going to grab in addition to this would be, you know, a GI wonder, maybe other over-the-counter medications that can cause serious problems. Oh, salicylates mm-hmm. or acetaminophen. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, your CBC, CMP, pregnancy right. tests, EKG, et cetera. Now, a serum iron level, here's where the money is. The serum iron level should be sent if an iron poisoning is suspected because it can help make a definitive diagnosis. And also, it's really important because this level depends on what you're going to give in terms of management. The serum iron level reaches its max four to six hours after ingestion. The way I remember this is it's the same as Tylenol. Yep. Same thing. Tylenol level four hours after ingestion. Mm-hmm. If you don't know, you're going to get one immediately on their arrival and you're just going to repeat it in four hours there you go. and just get it and just make sure you're 100% accurate. Levels should be drawn at the appropriate time to ensure the proper measurement and interpretation. Now, levels 350 to 500 usually only experience mild to moderate GI symptoms. Levels greater than 500, that's your lucky number. Greater than 500, they have severe toxicity. Mm-hmm. And then patients with greater than 1,000 yeah. are potentially going to die. It's not good. What about the x ray? People talk about this a lot the, I know. the abdominal x ray, and they talk about the tablets in the stomach. Sure.
1: What's your take on that? Yeah, yeah. So, abdominal x ray can definitely show the radio opaque tablets. In some of the cases, their presence suggests iron ingestion and can help, you know, potentially guide further management. However, the lack of signs on X-ray does not does not eliminate the diagnosis of iron poisoning. Mm -hmm. Mm An abdominal x ray is indicated in certain circumstances, but you know, our opinion is you should get it regardless, because again, it can potentially help you it's cheap. It's an easy test. There's minimal radiation with it. You can do it at bedside. And it can, again, really help guide that diagnosis for you. If a liquid form of iron was ingested, well, yeah, you're Fair not going to be, be seen on the X-ray. Yeah, sorry about that. All right, Briggs. Hey, wrap it up with some of that management.
0: Yeah. So with all tox cases, ABCs is the top priority. Many patients will be volume depleted and severely Mm acidotic. So many require intubation combined with aggressive, aggressive volume resuscitation. Boluses of IV fluids, like our favorite one, normal saline. Just kidding.
1: Come on now. Just kidding. Come on now. (laughs)
0: Lactated ringers. One of the nurses the other day said, you order a lot of lactated ringers. I'm like, well, Get on, get on the LR train. Well, so anyway, I,
1: did you center the podcast episode and the handout? I mean, that's where we kind of got famous. Was LR right?
0: That's it. Yeah, that's what. Put us we're sponsored
1: more. by LR, by the way. Yeah, Mr. Ringer himself. Correct. Lactated of Ringers. Yes.
0: <laughs> anyway, LR, you know, boluses should be given first, followed by more fluids if necessary. Now. Serial AKGs are important. They're going to check for arrhythmias and myocardial ischemia because patients can develop cardiogenic shock from this free radical damage. It's one of the later findings in patients.
1: It's definitely important to get that EKG.
0: Absolutely. All tox patients that you're concerned for an overdose should get an EKG. Hey, can you you
1: talk about that activated charcoal?
0: Yeah, it's great. You definitely use it. Oh, JK. JK. Nope, don't do it. (laughs) This is like one of the number one things you shouldn't give charcoal to. Yeah. This is like one of the most classic board questions ever. Mm Mm-hmm. There's that list of things you can't give charcoal to and literally number one on the list is like any metal. Yes. Whatsoever. Correct. And iron is, last time I checked, on the periodic table. Correct. It is. Activate charcoal. Non-science major. Hashtag non-science major. Hey, me too. Both those. Oh, that's cool. You were engineering though. That's kind no, of science
1: No, I was not engin- I was business finance. Oh. You would be.
0: <laughs> I didn't know that until now. It all makes sense now. Wall Street bros. <laughs> Brings it all together. Yeah. Robin Hood day hey, trading. Hey, anyway. Hey, I took a
1: lot of science classes too. Okay.
0: Yeah, so activated charcoal cannot be used for acute iron poisoning because it does not absorb iron, so don't give it. Bad, bad, bad. Don't do that. Mm -mm. What about gastric lavage? This is always indicated for everything, right? So,
1: you know, in this case, (laughs) look, this is, you know, gastric lavage is rarely are we ever doing it, right? But it's (laughs) only indicated if tablets are visualized on Mm x-ray. But, again, this is an area of controversy at times. And you really need to talk to points in control before you even consider this. And it's almost never going to be the right question on the test.
0: Guess what is going to be the right answer? Mm. Deferoxamine. Deferoxamine. You just wanted me to say that. You just wanted me to say yeah. that. I crushed that. You did a that. good job. I I'm crushed that. I did so
1: good. Yeah. I mean, I whispered it and really focused hard. <laughs> but I pronounced it right. Thank you. You use the force. I'm like bowing right. right now. If you could see me on the video, I'm, I'm like mm-hmm. taking my hands and like bowing. You're
0: dropping the mic. Yeah. Now, of course, you're going to call a toxicologist. Mm-hmm. As for all of this stuff, <laughs> indications for iron chelation therapy include severe symptoms. That's pretty obvious. Mm-hmm. You know, anti-gap metabolic acidosis. They're severely vomiting. They're in shock, et cetera. Any pills visualized on an abdominal x-ray or a serum iron level greater than 500. That is probably going to be the most common one. The yeah. Serum iron level greater than 500 because right. these patients may not be sick enough yet, but they could benefit from deforoxamine. Now, the mechanism of action of defroxamine, it binds to ferric iron and eliminates it in the urine. You want to learn the most interesting fact of the day, it's this one. Mm. You're going to think we're toxicologists here. Let's While do being it. eliminated, the urine will be in an orange color known as rosé.
1: Mm. Man, sounded so smart sounds when it you said delicious. that. sounds delicious. Yes, thank you. I don't know about that. It still sounds pretty disgusting, but uh, yeah. that was fantastic.
0: It's a nice wine. Anyway, continuous IV infusion should be used with... Deferoxamine due to the short half-life. Now, patients, of course, when we are admitted to the ICU, they have huge side effects from oh, really? in deferoxamine, including hypotension, irritation of the skin at the infusion site, and just redness in that area. It's almost like vancomycin and infusion syndrome. And kind you of might thing.
1: honestly, on the test, be asked, like, what are one of the side effects mm-hmm. of deferoxamine Yeah, and, and hypotension would be one of those. Big, big one. Yep. Yeah, big one. That's
0: really about it? You got anything else?
1: No, that's pretty much it. Just remember, uh, emrapidmoms.supercast.com. You can find it in the show notes. If you Mm -hmm. want to get a lot more podcasts that Briggs and I do, we drop them two or three times a week. Check it out. It's great for learning.
0: It's really interesting because iron toxicity sounds like a big subject, and we just knocked it out in, like, less than 20 minutes. Yeah. And it didn't didn't seem that, like, groundbreaking. No.
1: No. (laughs) I'm pretty sure we hit every single way they would ask it on the board as well. yeah, for sure. Yeah.
0: We always do. That's how we roll. That's
1: how we roll. All
0: right. i got a trip coming up in two days. Iltafot will be on his own.
1: Yeah. I'm going to be posting on my own, so it'll be fun. I feel yeah. like I finally get to, like, you know, do it my way, you know? So I'm going to have fun with it. I'm going to have fun with it.
0: All right. Um, that sounds kind of scary, but we'll see what happens.
1: We'll see. I mean, we'll see what happens. I mean, it might just be, like, a completely bonkers episode.
0: We'll see if I freeze my uh, toes off in uh, Utah. Yeah,
1: please uh, stay safe out there. Okay? No frostbite. Yeah, we'll do I a mean, frostbite this is, episode. This is, despite what you think, this is a co-foundership that we have. And uh, mm-hmm. you know, I remember. Uh, I need you to come back. Right. Yeah, I remember. Hey, stay yeah. safe. Have fun.
0: Yep. Yep. Yeah.